Okay, who here has seen the TV show Friends? Yeah, majority. If you haven't, you really should watch it. It's a classic. It's a good one. Um, and of course, friendship series. I hear that and I think Friends, the TV show. So I had to play a, a clip in it. And yeah, I don't know if they like got this whole... Tonight we're talking about faith-focused friendships. I don't know if the Friends cast necessarily has those like faith-focused friendships. But they got one thing right. I'll be there for you. That's the theme song of Friends. And don't we want a friend who's there for us? Isn't that what we're searching for? And friendships is someone who's loyal, someone who's there. Um, we've been in this Friendology series, like Nick said, and we've been talking all about friendships. The first week we had our Q&A with Anna, me and Pastor Nick, and we talked about how to attract those great friends. Then we went to spare time and hung out with our friends. Then Amber last week talked about dealing with the drama. And then this week, we're talking about faith-focused friendships. What does that mean? How do we get those? Do we want those? Um, so we're going to just dive right in with our Bible reading. You heard it just said from Lucas. Let's read it together, okay? There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Let's do that first part. There are friends who destroy each other. Now, destroy is kind of a dramatic term. I don't think we're destroying each other. But think of that in place. Think there are friends who talk about us behind our back. There are friends who leave us out. There are friends we're constantly trying to uh, get the approval of. We're constantly trying to be someone for them. Those aren't great friendships. I like to put quotations around, there are friends who destroy each other, because those aren't real friends. And then the second part is, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. A real friend, like in the TV show, will be there for you. But what makes a real friend? What, how do we find those people? I know for me, when I was in high school, which wasn't too long ago, I had a really hard time with friendships. I felt like I was constantly going from friend group to friend group. I was trying to be friends with everyone, but I felt like I was always the one left out. I felt like I was always the one trying and trying and trying to be this person for everyone and trying to do everything and be everything to everyone that it didn't feel like I had a real friend. I didn't have someone that was there for me. And I've always wanted that. I always was searching for that. But now, looking back, I don't think I could find those friends because I wasn't that real friend. I, wasn't, I was too busy being and doing that I couldn't be a real friend to them. So tonight we're going to talk about real friends. What does that look like? That's a big topic, and it's different for everyone. But we're going to dive into what the Bible says about it, what Jesus said about it. Jesus is the best example we could have of as friends and friendships. He took human form and came down to this earth, which means he had human feelings. He was a human and he had friendships. He had relationships. And we get to learn from him in those. So we're going to read from Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. Hebrews is written by this guy named Paul. Paul was, uh, he wrote a lot of the books in the New Testament and he was writing letters. You kind of often hear letters from Paul. And he writes them like their letters. And he's writing to his friends. He's writing to the church to, mo to encourage, to motivate them, to remind them what it means to be the church, what it means to be friends, to be people. And it reads, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. 
And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We're going to break this up into three parts as to what Paul says real friends do. So the first thing, according to Paul, that real friends do is they motivate one another. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Are you being surrounded by people who make you a better version of yourself? Are they pushing you to be more like Jesus? Are they pushing you to live out your purpose and to be who you were called to be? When I think of Jesus and I think of his friends, I, the first person, one of the first people that come to my mind are, is his disciple Peter. Now Peter is kind of a who. He's very human. I relate to Peter a lot. He just wears his heart on his sleeve. He does not hold back on his love for Jesus. He does not hold back on what he thinks. And that kind of gets him in trouble sometimes. He kind of should, you know, the saying, like, think before you speak. Yeah, Peter didn't have that. Um, but Jesus and Peter's relationship is so sweet and it's so reassuring to us as humans because we often find ourselves in similar, similar places as Peter. Um, and this is P Jesus speaking to Peter and giving him, motivating him, giving him his identity. So before Peter was named Peter, he was named Simon. And this is Jesus proclaiming who Peter really is, proclaiming his identity to then enable him to do what he's meant to do. Jesus says, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. Jesus is speaking truth and identity into Peter, calling him by his name. You are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Upon this rock I will build my church. Jesus is speaking identity into Peter, and then enabling him to do the good works he was created to be. Are your friends speaking truth into your life? Are your friends speaking your identity and purpose into your life to enable you to, to do the good works that you've been created to? Real friends motivate one another, and the second thing they do is spend time together. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. What are you doing with the time that you spend with your friends? Are you sitting on the couch texting someone who's not even there? Are you talking about people who aren't even there? Are you gossiping? Are you trying to win their approval when you're with them? Are you spending intentional time with your friends? Talking about life, talking about what's going on in your life, how you're feeling, what you're doing. Real friends spend intentional time together. We see this with Jesus. He has his 12 disciples. And okay, I was thinking about this. Imagine having seven, or no, 12 people who think that you're their best friend and like 12 best friends. That's a lot to keep track of. That seems a little stressful to me. Um, but Jesus, well, he's Jesus, so he can do it. But he even had his three. Jesus spent intentional time with his three best friends, Peter, James, and John. And this is right before Jesus was at his low, this was when Jesus was at his lowest point. He was about to be betrayed by his friends. He was about to be denied by his friends. He was about to die. And like I said, Jesus is human. So these are real human emotions he's experiencing. And in those moments, this is what he does. Then Jesus went to them, went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, 
and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my heart, my soul is crushed with the grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And Jesus' darkest, deepest emotion moments, when he was feeling his lowest, he took Peter, James, and John with him to just be with him. They didn't have to do anything. In his lowest moment, he got to sit with his three best friends and tell them that he's crushed to the point of death. Do you have those friends that you can go to at your lowest point and tell them what's going on? Peter, James, and John were Jesus' best friends, and he spent intentional time with them at his lowest point. Real friends spend intentional time with one another. Real friends motivate, they spend time, and they encourage one another. Encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Are your friends reminding you of Jesus in those lowest moments where you're crushed to the point of death, when your soul is crushed with grief? Are your friends reminding you of the truth? Are they reminding you of Jesus and the victory we have in him? When you're at your best moment, when you're feeling the best, are they reminding you of Jesus in those moments? Are they encouraging you to remind yourself and to center in on Jesus? Like I was saying, Jesus had his three. He had, he had Peter, he had his three, he had his 12 disciples. And he encourages them. He encourages them and he encourages us. John 16, says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus is, is admitting and he's telling us that it's going to be hard. Life has its ups and downs. It's hard. But he's reminding them and encouraging them that there is victory at the end of it. That he has overcome the world. When you're spending intentional time with your friends and you're coming to them and you're talking about what's hard in your life, are they reminding you of this truth? That Jesus has overcome the world. That you don't have to sit alone in that. That there's victory at the end of it. Real friends motivate one another. They spend intentional time together. And they encourage one another to remember who Jesus is. To remember what he's done for us. Like I said, I had a really hard time with friendships. And to be honest, I still do. Friendships are hard and we were created for friendships. But they're hard and relationships are hard. But we, we need them. We're wired to have these friendships. And throughout high school, I was going from friend group to friend group, trying to be everything for everyone. And it wasn't until I met my best friend that I knew what a real friend was. This is my best friend. Her name's Kalissa. She uh, was my freshman year roommate. We're roommates now. Uh, She's one of the best people that I could ever meet. Um, And she is a real friend. Kalissa motivates me. She motivates me to be the best version of myself. She reminds me of who I am in Christ and what I'm called to do. She motivates me to be a better version of herself just by being who she is. Kalissa motivates me. She spends such intentional time with the people she loves. She is kind. She listens. She sits with me. She offers advice. She spends intentional time in community with those she loves. And she encourages me. She reminds me of Jesus. She reminds me 
when I'm at my lowest low and my highest high that there's, it's going to be okay. That there's victory in Jesus that it may be hard now, but it's going to be okay. And Calissa, I pray that you guys find, you have a friend or find a friend like Calissa because she's truly the best. But it's not because of who she is or what she does. It's because she knows the truth. She knows what it means to be a friend and how to have a friend because she knows who her best friend is. And it wasn't until I was able to meet Jesus that I was able to have a friendship with Jesus and understand what a friendship meant with Jesus, that I was able to learn who Jesus is and how he was friends, that I was able to learn what a real friend was. You have a friend in Jesus, and he's the best friend that you could ever have, and I know that sounds cheesy, and I'm supposed to, you think I'm supposed to say that up here, but it's true. Jesus motivates you. He calls you by name, just like Peter, just like he did with Peter. He named Peter. He said, Peter, you are my rock, and upon my rock I will build my church. He does that for you. He calls you by name, and he reminds you of who you are and what you're called to do. Jesus motivates you and reminds you of that truth. He wants to spend intentional time with you. Jesus died on the cross so he could be in relationship with us. He wants to spend intentional time with you. And Jesus died on that cross to give us hope, to encourage us that there is hope in the midst of the hardships. There's hope that we can take heart and be encouraged in knowing that he's already won. Jesus is the best friend you could have. And it wasn't until I met Jesus that I was able to be that friend, that I was able to motivate, to spend time with people, to encourage them. Are you that friend? It's hard to want that friend if you're not that friend. So whether you're sitting here tonight and you're like, okay, I have really good friends, I don't really need to hear this, I pray that you take this seriously. Are you first and foremost friends with Jesus? Are your friends motivating you? Are they spending intentional time with you? Are they encouraging you? And if you're sitting here and you're like, I've been looking for these friendships. I don't know how to find them. I don't know how to be them. Start with this. Start with friendship with Jesus. Because in that, you're going to learn who you are. And you're going to be able to learn how to be that friend. And you're going to find those friends. You have a friend in Jesus, and that's the best kind of friend that you could have. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this time. Lord, thank you that we have a friend in you. Lord, we thank you that you are the best kind of friend. We thank you that we get to be in relationship with one another, that we get to have friendships. Lord, and I just pray over each and every one of these people that are hearing my voice right now, Lord, that, I, that they can know that they have a friend in you. And in that, that they can be friends to those around them. Lord, show us who we're meant to be friends with, Lord. Show us what a real friend is. It's one of the greatest blessings you've given us here on earth. Lord, so I just pray that you bless this. That you bless each and every friendship these people have, Lord, that you, that you're at the center of it. 
it can be hard. Friendship can be hard. Relationship can be hard. Life can be hard, Lord. It makes it easier when we have those people around us. It makes it easier when we have you. Lord, so remind these students that they have you, that you are with them, that you want to spend intentional time with them. That's why you came, that's why you died on a cross, so that we could be in relationship with you. And what a gift that is. And I just pray that we experience that, we see that, that we can live that out and then go and be the church together. Lord, you're good. You are a good, good Father, and we thank you, and we thank you for this time. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.